Hi. Hello, how are you? It's me, Vince. How are you? Welcome to the show. It's Atomic Radio Hour, episode 229. Not even two seconds in, I'm already messing up. Hi, how are you? Cool. I'm already messing up the intro and I realized that the, uh... I think one of my light bulbs went out, so I don't know how this episode looks. Welcome to the show. It's been a weird week. It's been a hard week. I hope you guys are good. It's actually, um, I'm recording this the day before the American Thanksgiving, and that's why this episode's going to be a little on the short side, uh, because it's Wednesday at, it's November 23rd, 2022, in the year of our Lord, at 8.16pm currently as I'm recording this. And I need to get prepped. I'm hosting uh, Friendsgiving. I'm having some friends come over. Uh, it's going to be about, including myself, about eight people coming over. And I got to go and make sauce and chicken cutlets and ziti and ham and asparagus. And I, I'm getting all of the garlic bread fresh. Garlic bread. I'm going to make cornbread. I'm doing all this. Um, and I have to just go start preparing it. I have to get the preparation process started. And that includes me having to uh, make the sauce right away first. And the longer you do it, the better. And I have to confit garlic and all this other stuff. So there's only a few things I want to talk about. Something happened um, that I don't necessarily want to talk about because it's not something that's a positive thing. It's not fun. It's not, it's kind of hard, honestly, for multiple reasons. Um, I have a piece of lore that's really fun. And then I want to talk about everybody's favorite bird site towards the end of the program. So thanks you, thank you for sticking around. I appreciate you. Uh, let's just get into the thing that's, that's going to be hard to talk about, like no matter what I do. If you live in the U.S., you've probably heard about um, one of the many shootings that happens daily, but one that seems to be rather bad, uh, rather tragic that happened recently was in Colorado, the state that I moved to in the past few years. Um in a, in a city, the second largest city in Colorado, Colorado Springs, which happens to be my city, there was a shooting at a queer club, uh, an LGBTQIA plus club. I don't like the word queer because growing up that was a slur and now it's been reclaimed, whatever. I listen to hip hop. I, I understand words being reclaimed, but it just makes me uncomfortable to call people queer. Because to me, in my mind, that's what you say to be mean to a gay person. It's a place called Cl Club Q. You've probably heard about this. I don't know how much this news gets out uh, out of the U.S., but it was a, it was a, it was a gay club, uh, and um, it was a drag show, and someone came into the to the venue with a gun and shot the place up. Five people are dead and eighteen wounded. This this is the first time that a shooting has been in my backyard. It was always very much like, oh, here this happened. Like, I even live like f an hour and a half, two hours from Columbine, where the first big nationally known school shooting was. This episode is going to this this video is going to be so pushed under. I just realized it's it'll never be eligible for monetization if I ever hit the never um i live about an hour and a half two hours from columbine the first public one in the 90s not public one but one that was on a, a big scale the shooting took place about 10 minutes from my house 
10 minutes from me. It's actually right next door to one of my favorite places to get breakfast. Uh, this little diner that does a delicious chicken fried steak. And to bring it even closer, I was going to go to this show. Now, I have some friends at work who were going uh, to this drag show. And Olive and I, if you don't know, the previous host of the show, Olive and I, had made plans back in the day to go. Because Olive was in the drag. And I feel like you should have a shared interest with your friends. You should give it a try. I appreciate any form of performance, any any form of art that's live, I can appreciate. And I like the movie The Birdcage. (laughs) So I wanted to see a live drag performance the show doesn't do anything for me and i thought maybe seeing it live like some people so like i like i like edm when it's live a lot more than i like edm like listen some stuff whatever so i thought you know what let's go my friend said let's go this and that i had a very busy saturday and when i looked up tickets they were 30 bucks and i had thanksgiving coming up and i decided not to go and because of my cheap, my friends wound up not going either. So like everybody lucked out, but they told me they were going to buy their tickets and I didn't get back to them. And by the time I got back to them going, Hey, enjoy yourself. I don't think I'm going to go. They said, Hey, don't worry about it. We decided we're not going to go. There's something they wanted to do the next day and whatever. I was almost a part of a shooting. Like I was almost there. And. The cops didn't do anything because the cops don't do anything in this country unless they're shooting innocent black people. Fuck 12. And then <laughs> there's a picture and I was thinking about, do I put it behind me? Do I show this? That's what the guy wants. He walked into this club, shot over 20 people, 18 wounded. I'm assuming that's by shooting and then five dead. He walked into this club, shot these people and a drag queen, which I think is hilarious, grabbed the gun away from him and when he got on the ground continuously kicked him in the face his mugshot is it's just him battered and bruised with these kicks in his face i don't care what anybody thinks about other people as long as you're not hurting anybody and i know that's kind of backwards and it's like but what are you going to do how are you going to tell like people when people are wrong the only thing people love more than money is sticking to an ideal when it's wrong. So what are you going to do? You're going to fight with people? No. And this is not me saying gay people or trans people or anything are wrong. Because apparently this was a trans day of remembrance, I believe, or something like that. This dude's grandfather said that the attack... And I, I'm, this is not the political show. I'm just telling this because this is something that happened to me. I could have been a statistic. And like, I, my my luck, I would have been as like the straight dude there. <laughs> Like we got, we got to laugh a little bit. We got to try to laugh a little bit. Like this is a guy who the shooter, his grandfather is a politician who said that the attack on the Capitol, the the January 6th attack on the Capitol was akin to the civil war. It was that important in our history. And those people were good people. Because they believed it, uh, because their beliefs stem from a pizza place that had stuff to do with kids going on that was never completely proven. And like I said, this was a 10 minute drive from my house. I almost went there. I was almost a part of this.
And my gay friends are scared now. And there was a weird sense of like community that I got from my other gay friends that they were reaching out to each other. Like I texted my friends when I woke up and saw it and I was like, what the f happened? Like, can you believe this, this and that? And they're like, you know, it's a good thing we didn't go. And I'm like, yeah, it's a really good thing we didn't go. And just now, like, it's like nothing happened. I, I got up, saw the news, went to the gym and ran and watched that and just thought to myself, you could have been there. You could have been a part of this. It's, it's in front of you now. It's not running away from you. Most civilized nations don't have shootings every single day. The only reason why school shootings stopped in America during COVID is because school was no longer in session in a school building. I don't know what the answers are. All I'm saying is I'm a part of it. I'm a part of it in the sense of I'm a part of it. I'm not a part of the problem. I'm a part of the society that this is happening in. America is a third world country in the Gucci belt. Great tweet. Top 10 tweet. And just what do you do? Like I said, my gay friends are scared. Some of them don't want to go to the mall anymore. And I can't tell them that they're wrong. And I can't tell them that they're right. Because I don't know. And you would think me as a person who is friends with these people, I would do what I can to defend them. And what do you do? It's scary, man. It's scary. We live in a, we live in a crazy time. And like I was having a conversation at work with somebody that's like, was everything always this bad or just because we have the internet and 24 hour news and a constant, like I could talk to someone in Japan in two minutes. Are we just more exposed to the world now and now everything seems like it's worse or has just humanity always sucked this much? I don't, I don't know, man. I don't, I really don't. I, I don't know. Community is the only thing that uh, the older I get matters more and more. And I see it with these queer people. Scary, man. Scary. And what's wild is it's not even like it only affects gay people. Because I had my friends who know that I'm a straight dude. Who had would never think I would go to see a drag show. But I'll do anything twice. Like, I'll do anything just for the story. Just be like, yeah, you know, I went to the show. wasn't my thing. I walked away. This is what I actually... I don't know if I ever told the story publicly. That's what I did with My Little Pony. When MLP was huge and bronies were everywhere, I found like one of these YouTube channels. It's like a YouTube YouTube channel where you watch YouTube with other people. And it was a pony room. And like people were watching like Family Guy funny moments and someone else was watching Smosh. This was a while ago. And like somebody else was watching like some cooking shit. And I just was jumping in rooms, checking it out. I don't even know how I found the site. And I found a pony room and I click on it and I was just like, yo, I don't understand this. Why are you guys so into this? And they're like, why don't you stick around for an episode? And if you hate it, you hate it. You never have to watch another episode ever again. And I went in and they said, they asked me, they go, how do you feel about it? And I was like, not my thing. And they go, thank you for giving us a chance. I've never had anything bad to say about Brony since because they were nice to me because I gave them a chance and they respected that. Like I'll do anything. I, you, you, that's why I think it, that's my, my running conspiracy theory for why travel is so expensive in the States is because they want to keep you ignorant. 
because the way you conquer racism is you travel. Once you realize that every culture has dope food, you no longer feel racism because you know, hey, if I go to that country, I got to eat. And if you like something, if you like something, you take it home with you and you say to your friends, yo, this is shakshuka. This is a Middle Eastern dish that's delicious and I want to show you it. I want to, it's not going to be the same. The coriander isn't as fresh. The, the tomatoes aren't as fresh as I got there, but it's close. And I want to share it with you. And you share someone else's culture. And you you hate a little less. And that stems from education, which is a whole other thing. The U.S. is a mess. Just call your friends. Gay friends, straight friends, everything in between friends. Call them. Call them every now and again. Just I have one friend who we talk maybe every three months and then we're on the phone for two hours. And if that's enough for you, that's enough for you. You don't have to be on the phone with somebody constantly. But tell them that you love them. Now, sorry for starting the program with such a downer. Like I said, I, this isn't a very long episode. Um, I have a ton of cooking to do. I have a ton of entertaining to do. I have to clean my place. My toilet needs a scrub. And damn, I just thought of that. Um, and I have to go cook. So I would like to just thank the Patreon real quick. Because of you guys, I can continue to do this. I love you very much. Thank you so much. I have to thank from the top the OG Noah. Thank you, Noah. After Noah, it's Danny. Thank you, Danny. After Danny, I have to thank Marcus. Thank you, Marcus. And last, but certainly not least, I have to thank TP. Thank you, TP. Because of you guys, I can continue to do the show, and I appreciate you, and I love you, and there's equipment that I want to get to make the show better quality, and I'm trying to reach out to other people so we can talk and make the show even bigger and better for everybody else. I love you very much. Thank you. Now, for this week's lore, I have something for you. Something that I forgot even existed within the Fallout universe. Something that I think I did very early on into one of my first playthroughs and then never did it again and totally forgot that it exists. Now, I do ask a question in the Discord every week. Uh, this week, I did not ask because this is the person who got it two weeks ago and got back to me a little later and said, hey, did I miss it? And I said, no, it. I know Thanksgiving's coming up. Let me just use your submission now. I said, let me just use your submission now. Uh, and it takes care of Thanksgiving. I did my, for me at least, it, I did my thing a little bit ahead of time. I wrote it down, all my all my notes, all my lore notes. And now I didn't have to come home and jot everything down. I could go out and buy the last remaining pieces that I need for dinner tomorrow and I can get everything ready. Thanksgiving is my Christmas. It's my birthday, my Christmas, my New Year's, my Halloween, uh, my Vietnam, my Star Wars release day. Uh, like it's just, it's the day where we get to sit down and eat with people around a table, around some sort of a setting with some music playing and some desserts. And like Norm MacDonald once said, the, the funniest jokes you'll ever hear or the deepest laughter, I'm paraphrasing because I don't remember which one it is, either the deepest laughter or the funniest joke she'll ever hear is sitting around the dinner table with somebody where nobody's saying anything remotely funny. Because it's just people understanding each other and loving each other. Thanksgiving is my my favorite holiday. I don't care about the the, you know, the real reason why we celebrate the genocide of a people. That's awful and ugly and repugnant. But to sit down with someone and eat, we have a day set aside for that. It makes me very happy. So if you want to hear any lore, and I mean any lore whatsoever, there's a link in the description below to the Discord. Join the Discord because once a week I'll ask a question, and the first person to get the question right gets to pick lore for the week. And this week's lore comes from GamerRU42, who wanted to hear the lore on Drinking Buddy from Fallout 4. Now, Drinking Buddy 
is someone who I totally forgot existed in the game whatsoever. Uh, there is a point where you get to either keep him for yourself or complete the quest and give him off to somebody. I'm not going to be talking so much about the quest as I am talking about him himself. There's a few things on the wiki that I have to read, and I get all my lore off of fallout.fandom.com. Now, Drinking Buddy is a modified Protectron from pre-war. Now, all of what I'm about to read is pre-war. The manager of the Hotel Rexford, Jack West propositioned Patrick Merriweather, the owner of the Shamrock Tap House, to make a mobile microbrewery brewery out of a Protectron. So all of this is pre-war. 210 years before the bombs drop. I could see this being a huge thing, especially today, if they put like a Roomba and like a thing that brewed and disp- or even just dispensed and they had to keep filling it. People would pay extra money for that. Even if it was just some some kid like with an RC controller zooming around with this robot thing and like delivering beers to people this would make a stupid amount of money today so i could see why it would work there the protectron was a consumer grade model and they replaced its main assembly with microbrewery parts i don't know anything about breweries i don't know anything about making alcohol i don't even drink i don't even like alcohol so i couldn't tell you anything about it i'll have a sip here and there you know drink for religious reasons and what have you but, like, it does nothing for me. So I can only imagine what that looks like. I've seen, like, brewery in a box where people buy, like, a kit. It's like a $200 thing. You make beer in your living room, and it tastes like gas, and you invite your friends over, and you say, hey, try this. I made it. And they're like, hey, man, this is really good. And they get in the car, and they make fun of you. Some people probably have a a a, a, a wheat thumb, I guess. <laughs> but I, I doubt most people do. Now, you taking apart the parts and replacing it with microbrewery parts, I have it written in my notes, so I must have wanted to make a point about it, is that this voids the warranty. Now, the Hotel Rexford is contracted to only sell Gwinnett beer, and Patrick Merriweather was unable to put his own recipes into the Patectron that is now Drinking Buddy because of that. He later found somebody who uh, could crack the code of the... He later found somebody who could crack the coding of the, the Protectron that became Drinking Buddy and made it where the default drink was Gwinnett Pale Ale. Uh, but there was other things that could be put in there as well. A few days later of tinkering with the robot and Patrick finally had himself a properly running Drinking Buddy robot. He knew that Gwinnett lawyers would come after him because of the ownership over their beer and he hoped they could work something out. Now, the original Fallout world, the pre-war Fallout world, excuse me, the pre-war Fallout world is all about greed. All about greed. They were going to sue his ass into oblivion. They were going to take him down at every which way, every corner, everything about him was going down. The original prototype was to be sent to the Hotel Rexford, but much like other things in Fallout 4, because of the Great War happening, all of this came to a halt, and he has been sitting in his charging pod for 210 years now you can give drinking buddy or just buddy uh hollow tapes with alcohol recipes on them so he can brew things for you but also you can give him any gwennet beer any nuka cola and any vim and he turns it into the iced the ice cold variety uh it gives you Plus 35 AP, and depending on the drink, it gives you a variation to your strength, your intelligence, and charisma. Now, like I said earlier in the in this lore segment, that I get all my lore off of fallout.fandom.com, the Nukopedia, if you will. And uh, there's some things I wanted to read off of here. Uh, just some simple stuff. 
like some of the recipes that Buddy can get for you. Uh, he can brew Gwennet Ale. I just want to read a couple of the, the recipes that you can give him. Gwennet Stout, Gwennet Brew, Gwennet Lager, uh, Gwennet Pills, I guess a Pilsner, and Gwennet Pale Ale. Uh, he can't make generic beer ice cold, but he can make the, the name stuff. He has basic combat being a flamer and a laser gun on, on him. If you have a bar in your settlement, he'll stay to the left side of it and kind of serve from there. And a trading post, he'll kind of walk back and forth. Part of a quest called Trouble Brewing, where Rufus Rubens will ask if the sole survivor can retrieve drinking buddy for the Hotel Rexford. Alternatively, they may claim the robot for themselves and send it to an allied settlement. Keeping him will have the quest marked as incomplete. I gave the Bruin buddy back because I never drank in my games and I didn't know if that was going to do anything settlement-wise. Also, I've been to the Hotel Rexford like two times to do this quest and never again. I don't think I've ever been there since. I don't know who's there. I don't know anything about it. Part of me might think that that's where the vault sales rep is. I could be completely wrong. He's the only Patectron in the game that can't be hacked into with the robotics perk. Strong likes destroying Buddy and Kate hates it. He's a cool... He's a cool robot. Uh, just because I know it's going to be a bit shorter than usual, I'm going to put some jokes that he says right here. I was banned from the airport last week. Apparently, security doesn't like it when you call shotgun while boarding the plane. Two fish swim into a concrete wall. One turns to the other and says, damn, a blind man walks into a bar and a table and a chair the past the present and the future walk into a bar it was tense how do you kill a circus clown go for the jugular what did the commies light their house with before they used candles electricity what do people from outside of Boston have in common with a bottle of beer? They're both empty. From the neck up, there is no eye in denial. A priest walks into the bar and takes a seat next to a call girl. Then he turns to her and says, Error. Data corruption. Punchline not found. Ha, ha, ha. That's a good one. That's really all I have for drinking, buddy, from Fallout 4. Like I said, super neat. Had no... I, not that I had no clue he existed. I totally forgot he existed. I remember seeing him twice in-game, and the one time I wasn't even playing. I did the quest, sent him to the Hotel Rexford, and then I went to a friend's house, and he's like, yeah, I kept him. And that was the entire conversation we have. And that's all I have for you on uh, Drinking Buddy. And that, my friends, is today's lore. So, <laughs> all right. It happened. We know that it happened. Elon bought the fucking bird site, and it sucks, and everyone's on Hive now, but we made them, but no one... Nobody... Nobody's on there. We're on there, and everybody has an account. Everybody's following each other again, or following some people, but nobody, nobody's on there on there. 
it's just a mess, dude. <laughs> I and like I'm watching it every day, and it's like, hey, we're all going to hive. Hey, we're all going over here. Hey, we're all doing this. Hey, we're all going that way. Oh, we're doing this. We're doing that. And it's like, all right, what's going on with the site? Now they want to they want to stop this new thing. They want to do a different blue check. They want to do a different color. So if you pay for Twitter verified, you have a let's say you have a red check. Great, but people don't understand. They see check, they think good. I had a family member send me a video and I was like, why did you send me this? They go, I don't know. I watched the whole thing. And at the end it said, send to five friends. And I was like, why did you do, who does this? What kind of boomer shit is that? Like, so people are just going to like, the reason why we verify accounts is to make sure people are who they say they are. They don't just verify a person. Like you have to go through it. Um, I mean, they might just uh, verify people, excuse me, things like the president, things like if someone is being an active member from their account and doing something. MF Doom has a verified, tw- had a verified Twitter. I mean, it's still there, but whatever. That man's only post was MF Doom is not on Twitter. I doubt he applied for verification. I doubt he applied for verification. You have to submit ID. You have to submit uh, works that you've done, or at least three to five articles that, that have been written about you. It's a mess. The whole thing is a mess. And... Again, people don't know what is and is not uh, some sort of verifica- verified account. So what's going to stop anybody from making – there was um, there was a time where the, the $8 – you buy the $8 verified and someone made themselves a, a – made them an account that was something that makes insulin and tweeted out insulin should be free and the stock plummeted to the lowest it had been in like three years or some shit. So – Tell me the system makes sense. Like, make the system make sense to me. That one person could do that and destroy the stock of another company because they said that. It's just, it's all backwards. I think Twitter, honestly, with something like a a Ukraine situation, is a huge, huge, huge point of progress in the terms of humanity. It's... It's a way for us to talk to each other globally. If something is going on, you can talk to me. I can talk to you. Hey, I'm, hey, I'm in X country looking for something to do this weekend. Anybody know any good clubs? Hashtag the country you're in. Someone gets back to you. Hey, man, uh, there's a football club that I'm a part of that we meet up in this pub and then this and that. You know, we'd like to show, we'd show you some shit. When you travel, there's more, there's more, you, I don't know. When I travel, I don't, I don't feel like I'm in danger, but I'm also, a 250 pound six foot white guy who looks like a hell's angel. So I don't know, maybe it's just me, but like, I don't know. (laughs) There's, there's just Twitter is important as much as that sucks to say, like, I'm not good at Twitter. Like I, I tweet some shit out that I think I tweeted out the other day, self promo, follow me at the buggins. Nothing makes me believe in true love more than animated Japanese high schoolers. That's a 10 out of 10. I don't care what nobody says. And that got no traction. But like Mike's hard penis instead of Mike Har- Mike's hard lemonade got blew the fuck up. Y'all mind if I have a good day? I see that all the time. Beautiful Princess Island, see it all the time. Shit that's just not funny that's like Twitter funny. I'm not complaining, <laughs> sorry. Twitter's important, I think. It's, <sighs> I think it, it has the potential to be one of the least toxic of social medias. Facebook, awful. Why are you on Facebook if you're older than 35? Instagram, awful for young women. 
terrible for for young girls especially. Uh, Snapchat, who's using Snapchat over the age of 25 to not get nudes, drugs, or groom a minor? What else is there? Like, I can't even think of what else is out there. Reddit is fine if you're just on there for news and you're not, like, <laughs> you're not doing Reddit activity. It's just, it's just wild to see Babylon fall. And it's just every day, every day it gets worse and worse. It's just like, I ask my friends every now and again, I was like, you think anything good's ever going to happen again? They're like, no. And it's just, we can't even have the bird sight, man. Like, that's what it feels like. I'm sorry this is such a downer episode. I had a weird week. It's been a long week. It's been a long day. Everything about it. I got to go cook. Thank you for being here. I'm sorry this one's so short, but like I said, I got to host like eight people tomorrow. Thank you for being here. The intro music is by the one and only Shane Ivers. It's called Feather Duster. SilvermanSounds.com slash free music for all of his heaters. And if you throw a Feather Duster at the end of that URL, you'll get the intro song. Link in the description to the Discord, the Twitters, everything, me, the show, Kyle, everything. Uh, there's a link to the Patreon. Again, thank you to the Patreon, to the Redbubble, where you can buy some merch. There's also uh, some other links down there to the, to the Twitch and what have you. Thank you for being here. Happy Thanksgiving. I love you very, very much, and I will see you next week. I love you. Bye. Atomic Radio Hour Podcast. A Goulman Entertainment Production.